Welcome to the dive table. I'm Jay Gardner, and with me as always is Mr. Nick Hogel. Nick, how is Malaysia this fine evening for you? It is going good. We are in the middle of hurricane season or tornado. I can't remember what they call it here, but it's been raining, so it's nice. A little muggy, but can't complain. Definitely uh, still digging it, so that's good. Do people still go diving during this season, or is it kind of touch and go or well so there's an area to well there's a couple areas like a couple hours north a couple hours south um and well, actually when i started looking about a month ago a lot of places will will uh close during this time of season just because the the seas aren't very friendly for people to go out so i'm sure that there's some some hardcore people that are going out there uh but for the most part the this place like Kawi, which is on the border of thailand and malaysia and island uh, when I started looking, it was just kind of closed. A lot of places were closed. So um, a lot of people will go out to the east coast of Malaysia. Um, I've been hearing some trips going on out there. You, they say you can dive out there year round. Um, and then the Philippines just, uh, they just ended their hurricane season. So, um, but it's nice though. It's just, you know, it's kind of a, a Always, I I enjoy the rain, you know, the cloudy, the rain, the thunder, lightning storms. It's always a plus. And, and then it's even kind of weird now, too, because we live on the, the 20. Technically, we're on the 24th floor. But four, I did not know this until I moved here, is a bad number in Chinese. and Or not bad. It's just bad luck. So anything four, they change to 23. So we're on 23A or it's 3A. So they change it that way, and uh, so we're on the twenty, we're on twenty three A floor, and we're actually in three A. So we're technically on the twenty fourth floor in the fourth room. So that's probably like a double whammy, and um, so that's probably why it was open. Nobody wanted to live in here, um, but we took it. So it's just kind of weird living this high up in the air because I haven't really lived this high up before. So it's like I feel like we're in the clouds sometimes. So it just makes the rainstorms that much better you know it's kind of weird but cool i thought you spent most of your 20s living up in the clouds oh high. man i did i did. How, did did we meet did we meet <laughs> never came down never came down <laughs> never came down see now now your physical representation is now uh, matching um, your i know I'm uh, finally physical um, maybe i don't know um, I'm where I've always meant to be is up in the air. There you go. Yeah, you you finally found home in the unlucky three A's. There you go, yeah. four. Um, awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, and we're really excited about today. I'm sure Daniel's going to cut all this out anyway. So uh, you ready to, to jump into today? Let's dive right in, as they say. So, Nick, I'm really excited about what we're doing today and what this episode is all about. We get to introduce something that we've been working on, thinking about since the very beginning of the show, which seems like forever ago, but it really isn't. <laughs> it doesn't seem like we've been doing this for like 10 years now. And it's, it's and all, been, the, all the know, gray hairs on my, on my beard show that I had no gray hairs when we started this. 
That's right. Yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, it's. I've given you've named them Jay and Daniel. <laughs> Most of them are named Daniel, though. So I just want to point that out. Um, a couple of them come from your cat getting involved in uh, in all of our recordings. So, uh, but we've been talking about this for a long time, and what we're going to do here is what we are announcing and bringing to life for the very first time to the Scubaverse, the humans of Scuba. So a quick backstory on this. Just to kind of give you some context out there, if you're listening to this and you're wondering humans of, I've, I've heard that before. Well, we were really inspired by uh, what started as really a photo blog and became a book and now is kind of more of a movement um, called The Humans of New York. And The Humans of New York was a, a photo blog originally, I think, back in 2010 um, by a photographer named Brandon Stanton. And what his kind of philosophy was, was to go out and take pictures of everyday human beings in New York doing their everyday things. And he would interview them. And then he'd put that up on his photo blog. And it got this pretty big following because it wasn't about the celebrities or it wasn't about, you know, the the well-known famous people or even that there was a, you know, an event happening and people were responding to some sort of event or happening within the city. It was just everyday people, who they were, their backstory, how they got there, so on and so forth. And we thought this would be really interesting to bring to scuba in the sense that when we dive, you know, when we jump on a, a dive boat and we are headed out, you know, with 20 other divers, or if you're on a cattle boat, 30, 30 other divers, 40 other divers, and off we go, you know, to the, uh, to the reef, 10 miles offshore or wherever we're going, you know, we're surrounded by essentially strangers all united by this thing that we love called scuba. And so we want to highlight and bring the stories out of the everyday human diver with this series called Humans of Scuba. And we're really excited to kick this series off. This is going to be an ongoing thing, hopefully that we do, you know, once a quarter, once a month, I don't know how often it's going to be, uh, but uh, but it's going to be something that we do. So um, really excited to kick us off. Anything to add there, Nick, before you introduce our, our first guest? Um, just a quick question. Do you actually jump onto the boat? I usually just walk onto the boat. Oh, man, I'm so excited to go scuba. I, <laughs> I like glide. I glide. I, I, I remember just I was sitting out in front, in front right of the there. boat. Like, you know, I think we were in Florida. And we were just waiting for them to finish filling tanks. And it was just this like, you know, waiting for the, the gates to open type of thing. <laughs> you could jump on the I'm like, I'm like, let's go. I want to go. I want to go. So, yeah, I think I would I would classify my movement onto a boat as a, as a clumsy jump or glide. I generally like to be carried on. I'll hire people to do it and just carry me on like the, the royalty that I am. No, um, but no, I am very excited about today. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, we have a guest on today that I'm very proud to introduce. Uh, someone that's been a huge supporter of the dive table, helping us out in many different aspects of the dive table. Um, so all you listeners out there, I would like to introduce you to Shang Fei. Kong, right? That's correct. Hopefully, I, hopefully, didn't butcher that. <laughs> That's um, right. So, welcome to the dive table, and uh, for um, I'm sure a lot of you actually know Shang Fei. Just if you definitely made it out to our Tuesday night dives, he's he's one of the organizers and and 
Um, one of the guys that's always keeping it going and out there a lot. Um, so, uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself and just kind of, you know, um, just, you know, your, what are your aspirations, your goals, your dreams? No, I'm just kidding. Let's start with a little question. Yeah. yeah. Let's just start with a basic question. Yeah. Where do you see yourself uh, in 50 uh, years? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. This is, this is way too overwhelming to come to the table and talk my dream. Well, welcome to the uh, but table. No, let's, let's do an easy one. Yeah. Um, how about, um, so very simple, I guess we kind of always ask uh, the, the very basic question is, um, so how, how did you get involved in diving? And, and then after that, maybe tell us about, you know, your first breaths underwater. Well, um, I think I got certified pretty much a year ago. Um, after a Hawaii trip with my wife. And uh, if you don't know about it, uh, in Big Island, there is this uh, pretty amazing trip in which they uh, they call it the Manta Ray Dive, uh, in which all the dive charters, they set up a feeding station and all the lights and to attract all the Manta Rays. I wasn't certified at the time, but what my wife was. So she wants, wanted to go diving and I, I was just snorkeling there. And so we did that. It was such a fantastic experience. And I was thinking, I'm just going to try it. Came back to Texas and got certified. And I wasn't sure what I'm doing, what I was doing at the time. So I I went to the advanced class and I met Jay during our class. And the journey just started from there, I guess. Nice. So when you... When you went to Hawaii, you were just snorkeling. You weren't that. Was it a discover scuba dive or anything, or was it just a snorkel trip for you there? It's it's just a snorkel trip for me there. Uh, I I did I did discover scuba actually like a few years back when I was in Bahama, just a cruise trip. But honestly, I didn't like it because uh, if if you don't know about discover scuba, because they want to make the the quick cash. So they, they kind of drag you down to to see some stuff. And I wasn't even sure how to equalize. So the, the whole process, my ear was just painful. So I didn't like going to scuba at the time. It's, it's, it's Then I, I kind of gave up for a few years and just decided to try again. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's interesting to me that your wife kind of was the catalyst it sounds like to get you at least out to those manta rays so tell me about you know open water so you see the manta rays you've had the bad ear experience uh you know you've seen nice blue water in hawaii and then you come back to texas to the murky lake to do your open water so tell us about maybe the open water your first you know breath underwater what that was like when you you know finally entered something beyond the pool or, you know, the, the discover scuba dive, drag you down to the bottom experience. It sounds like, well, like most of the local lake divers, like, you know, we don't have the best vis with vis with our open water courses. It, it's, it's pretty crowded, honestly, on weekends, but I think I quite enjoy it, especially like when you, uh, uh have a proper course, going out so you learn the basic skills to equalize and to be um 
YouTube orient and uh, I enjoy it. Like it's it's not the best vis, but you can see these nice catfish and whatever <laughs> zebra mussels down there. Thousands of zebra mussels. <laughs> so it wasn't. It, 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 yeah, luckily I I had a I had a pretty great instru- open water instructor and the, the teaching process was smooth and I quite enjoy it. So I think that's also very important for many people. If you have a good experience with the open water, you probably will keep going but if you have a terrible one you probably will say just no this is not for me so i'm i'm curious was there the the going on the discover scuba dive because i know exactly how that is my first dive discover scuba dive out in the ocean 20 minutes in the pool and then open water and i remember going down huge amounts of pain and I was I was literally on the verge of telling the guide like or the instructor stop I'm good let's go up and then it like clicked all of a sudden that I need to clear my ears I remember he told me that so I cleared my ears and then then for me it was just a game changer amazing experience was there a little bit of a fear factor to overcome going into that open water class thinking I've been underwater this it wasn't great was there any bit of a fear factor going into that open water class oh it's it's not it's sure not only a bit of the fear factor it's a lot of fear factor so i was on a cruise trip trip so it's like you have three or four hours uh to to do a discover scuba so uh, first you do basically a 30 minute to learn basic skills like how to switch rack to and how to donate octo and uh, how to uh, clear your mask things like that right but it's it's a it's a, like if you did one time you get and you go go for diving and there, there's no nothing they teach about think kick stuff and when I first dive first thing I had massive problem with equalizing my ear was just ringing the the whole time second is like my buddy was, because because everyone like we don't know how to do the proper fin kick, so everybody is swimming by hand, and my buddy actually just kicked my mask out, and I was I was freaking out at the time because like I don't know how to deal with it. I I, I literally was thinking I'm dying, I'm dying, and so the the whole experience like you don't really have the the brain power to even look at the pretty things at the, at the time. Like, you know, we saw some sea turtle, but the, the whole time I was thinking I, I was dying. So, uh, <laughs> it wasn't a really good experience, I would say, if, if like, you're, you're, you're too much focused on just being alive. And scuba diving would not be... That, that's the same thing as the probably the first 10 dives of open water because you, 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 you probably, like, have 80% of your brain power just thinking about how to... Uh, not die. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Most, most of your life, you, you are thinking about how not to die. Uh, but new things obviously yeah. tax that for sure. So where did you go from there? So from let's let's stay in the scuba lane for a minute. Um, so you went from you know trying not to die <laughs> to to advance to you know what where is your because I know. You know, just just to give a little fast forward of the story, I know you're waiting now to take your first scooter dive, and you're in uh, Tech One and all these things. So your your evolution has gone quite a bit 
uh, pretty rapidly from that first dive. So, so where did you go? What's, what's kind of your scuba journey before we focus on your, who you are as a person journey? Yeah. After I got certified, I, I was kind of zero to hero process. Like many people that after open water, I jumped directly into the advanced open water class with literally zero dives between. And so, as you can understand, like I was doing the not to die mental um, mental say when I was in the advanced open water class. Um, so that that's that's probably the very chaos start of my scuba journey. Um, not mastering a lot of skills, but the thing started to get better. Um, um, after the advanced course, because I met many friends during the advanced course, so we started to do fun diving just at Winnie Point. And um, uh, I met Jay, and we started to do this new training program with um, the UTD agency and, um, and started to understand how you know, the different skills work, how um, to be uh, neutrally buoyant, how to train yourself. And another big turning point is uh, we went to San Diego for the skills camp, which is a big boost on the personal skills. And uh, I started to enjoy a lot. And since that, we started to dive every week just for fun. Um, we did essentials and I recently finished a trip to Mexico to do cavern training. Um, so a lot of fun things going on and I, as, as Jay mentioned, I just got a pretty good gray scooter right now. So I'm waiting for some fast lane dive in the winter. So I'm just going to bring it back a tiny bit. So the, the trying not to die, what was the driving force in continuing? Cause most people would just be like, okay, I'm, I'm over it. I don't like this. What was like the driving force to continue to want to dive? I mean, obviously there had to have been some, some fire in you, some like underlining, like, oh, I do really enjoy this. And I get that sometimes too, you know, something that does kind of slightly scare you, but also there's an excitement to it, you know, probably why race car drivers are out there or skydivers or something. Right. But, um, what was there? So there obviously was a love for it somewhere to, to continually push through this fear factor part. I, I think it's, it's, it's never pure fear factor. It's, it's, it's more like at the beginning I have 70% fear and 30% fun. So sometimes I got reminded of the fun part. The other thing is like initially it will be a big, uh, I'm not sure anyone mentioned it, but for me initially there's a big social factor. It's, 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 it, I feel it's very crucial in which that, uh, so after advanced class, like of, of course I had a bit fun. I had a lot of fear, but um, we met some good buddies just during talk during the classes. So we, we, uh, we talk to each other and we schedule some fun dives. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I didn't come to any fun dives, I, I can stop. Honestly, so the, the 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 first maybe five to ten fun dives um, at Winnie Point really help a lot, and because because you you gradually started to reduce the fear factor and increase the fun factor more, 
and it's kind of a slow step, then you, you get more into diving. No, I absolutely love that because, and we've, we've talked about that here on the dive table plenty of times where it's this community. I mean, Jay just mentioned it earlier. You're on this boat sharing this love of this sport with random strangers, and then you develop these friendships. And uh, I know that there's people that I've been on a boat with twice that were still friends five years later, you know, just because we've had those moments underwater. And um, I definitely think that's a huge, huge part in the diving industry, the diving world, Scubaverse is the whole companionship, friendships that you make. Um, so that's awesome that, that that was a big part of you pushing forward past that fear factor, because I definitely know there's a lot of people that would have just given up. So kudos to you, friend. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah, I feel, I feel very lucky because if you know the how the diving community works here is if you ask 10 people if you want to go diving together, you probably will get one or two times big in the real go diving with you. And I probably hit the jackpot. Like uh, the after the advanced classes, you know, every advanced class, people always say like, let's go dive together. But I think Everyone out of our class, only one of them didn't attend, but for the rest four, we actually did a dive together. Actually, from since there, we did many, many dives together and after the class. Yeah. So maybe let's switch gears a little bit from scuba. So we'll come back to scuba in a minute because I think your journey is very interesting and unpacked skills camp and everything else. But Let's let's maybe come to some basics here. So, first of all, your name is Shang Fei Kong, right? So let's let's make sure everyone gets that correct. But people call you X. I know I've called you King Kong. Uh, you earned the nickname, uh, <laughs> you know, Kankles Kong. Uh, which the story behind that's pretty funny. I remember coming up the the stairs behind you after a course, and your dry suit had had flooded. Uh, for whatever reason, oh, I think you didn't put your next seal on or something. I don't remember what it was. No, yeah, the the, the next seal popped, popped, popped over. Yeah, during so the dive, it was it was hard. I was behind that. you coming upstairs, and your your full legs were just uh, full of water, and I just it was hilarious to me because it was like, oh my gosh, it's just you know like the state puff marshmallow man walking up the stairs. <laughs> I felt so bad for you. Yeah. I'll blame the stairs at Winnie Point because it's so long so everybody can watch me. <laughs> it was a spectacle. It was funny. But so so where are you from? You know, where where did you come from? Um, where were you born? Where were you raised? Kind of uh, how did you end up? Now you're based in Austin. How did you end up at Austin? What's been the journey for you on that? Yeah, so uh, I was born and raised in China, Shanghai, China. I lived there until I'm 20. I was 20 and um, I went to UK for my undergrad school. So I stayed there for two years, decided the weather wasn't for me. It's just way too cold, way too, too much rain. Unfortunately, I moved to Michigan for my grad school. <laughs> I lived in uh, Ann Arbor for two years. <laughs> it was like way colder. Uh, so after two years, I'm just, I was just saying to myself, I'm going to move to somewhere warmer because I couldn't stay in the, the snow, snowy weather. So uh, it's, it's literally just two options. One is California, which is nice weather, but 
pretty expensive or somewhere even warmer. Okay, with the warmer, the better. So I moved to Texas. And what do you? What did you study? What What are you doing? You know, what's your work? Uh, I study engineering. I'm a hardware engineer. I uh, I do chip design uh, for uh, phones, um, stuff like that. It, it's going to the nerdy area, so I'm not going too deep into it. Yeah. So you had you had two options. It was Texas or California, right. and you chose. Yeah, I choose the warmer part. If it makes you feel any bit better, I. Uh just got back into the semiconductor industry, which I'm not very excited about. It's a, it's, it's kind of a cutthroat industry and very fast paced. <laughs> not, not really for me. I'm more of a slow paced guy, but uh, it brought me out here, which I'm quite excited about. But so I know kind of a little bit of the background computer chips and all that fun stuff. All right. So, so I want to try something here. We're going to ask two questions. Um, one is explain a, a day in the life of Shang Fei, you know, a normal day, a work day, you're getting up to go to work, uh, whatever, what happens, you know, what, what is your, what's your life? You know, do you take the dog out for a walk? Do you, you know, whatever. And then the flip side of that question is going to be explain a day in the life of Shang Fei on a diving day. How is that different than, than your everyday? So let's start with day in the life of Shang Fei going to work today. Oh, the day in the life of working today is pretty boring. It's, it's almost like every day. It's pretty much, you know, woke up, pour some coffee, walk my dog, say goodbye to my wife, and drove to office and stay in front of a computer for eight hours and just coding. Um, then went home, maybe more coding, depending on the schedule, because uh, I think Nick understands the, the, the industry is... Very cutthroat, like uh, you have to work some overtime in the, in the, if you're approaching the deadline. So that's pretty much it for that. The diving day, usually cross with the work day, is a bit different because it start, started from a, the night before. So I, I'm a person, I usually just pack all my gear and load it into my car the, the night before and leave it in my car. So I put my, my doubles, my wings, everything assembled, everything packed into this giant toolbox I got from Home Depot and loaded into my car. I drove to, uh, the, the second night I drove to work and I, I, I drive to work and just leave it in the garage for the day. And then I, after that, I just drive directly to Winnie Point. So your coffee guy mm-hmm. is one thing I learned there. <laughs> That's a that's a coffee guy. Uh, for sure. Cream or sugar or just straight black? Just straight black. Or sometimes some some milk, but no sugar. That's the no way cream, to go. No sugar. I'm a oh, straight man. black guy too. I don't I hate any type of cream or anything in the coffee. It's just Oh man. Well so let me let me bring it ask you, let me dive into a little bit of those those answers. Uh, back to the the day in the life, non scuba. Dog. So you have a dog. What kind of dog? What is the name of your dog? And boy or girl? <laughs> I have I have two dogs, two cats. So big family, like um, no kids. Like uh, great to have no kids for, for personally. <laughs> but uh, I have I have a I have a five year old yellow lab. I have a one year old girl golden retriever. 
Um, the boy's name was uh, is Lamar, and the girl's name Lamar, is Lamar. Yeah. So, Lamar is yeah, Lamar is in Kendrick Lamar, not the the Lamar Boulevard. But, okay, that's uh, what I was gonna ask. Is it Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> or is it foot? Isn't there a Kendrick football Lamar. guy, Lamar something? Lamar Jackson. I've heard that name. Um, okay, so it's Kendrick Lamar, right. not the football guy. It, it, it's it, my my wife loves Kendrick Lamar, so it's uh, from okay. the Kendrick okay. Lamar. The cats, uh, we have one, it, a girl who is seven now, and a, a boy is two now. Um, the girl's name is Leanne, and the boy's name is Sapphire, but we just call him Safi. All right, so can I guess where those came from? So, Le- is it Leanne Rhymes? <laughs> No, Leanne is just from the the, the breeder. Like uh, we, I, I didn't bother to change it. <laughs> and both both names are just come. The, 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 the both names are just coming from the, the adoption agency. Like we, I, I just didn't bother to think about another name. It's just too too too, too much trouble just to to name the the, the pets. Okay, so I have to ask this question. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, to yeah. ask this question because I'm noticing. It, I, I feel like there's a way that this is gonna go, but uh, but I want to make sure I'm reading this correctly. So. If forced, if forced, and Nick, you can answer this too, and I'll answer as well. You had to choose between your cats or your dogs, and, and not your cats or dogs, but choose between cats <laughs> oh or dogs. Are you a dog person or are you a cat person? This is a fins in the pool question. This is a fins right in the question. <laughs> I, I think I'm more of a dog person. I knew it. If I, if you only let me have it, uh, F one. Like just cat or dog, I probably would just have a dog. But cats are great too. They they can be little assholes like at some point, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, uh, they're great. They're great. <laughs> no, we uh, you know what's funny about the names and the cats. So we have a cat, uh, and and she's actually currently in the process of coming out here as well. It's been a huge long process to bring cat overseas. Um, but going back to the name, we we got the cat and we tried for the longest time, I mean, months to come up with a name and just nothing would stick. So literally, we just call her Little Cat and she's not little anymore because like it was just like, oh, that's Little Cat. And then now it's just, oh, it's Little Cat. And um, it's it's for some reason, we were just thinking of names and nothing would stick. And, and then we were just like, you know, we've been calling her Little Cat for six months now. We just... That's got to be your name. <laughs> so is the answer for you, Cat, Nick? Me? Um, to be honest, I don't – that's a tough one because I did I, – I had two dogs. Um, if, if any of you wonderful folks out there know and, and have seen and have wondered uh, what my Instagram handle is, it's Charlie Sugar. And that, those were the names of my dogs. I had two dogs, Charlie and Sugar. And um, I, I love dogs. They're – it's it's a different because uh, it's just such a different like dogs are so much loving and, and they give you so much compassion and, and you know you come home and they just they're they're so happy to see you whereas a cat you just come home it looks at you and then it's like what are you doing here where's the food in my bowl but they're so independent as well like you you can literally just leave them alone and then when they want attention they'll come to you but I definitely get the the little asshole thing because they'll <laughs> literally just like 
it's like you're you come home after just being at work all day and then they look at you like why are you here (laughs) and then at night when you're about to go to bed it's like okay hi master you know and it's just like get away from me but they grow on you um I, i i would probably say i'm a dog person as well but um, I do have a lot of love for cats. And, and I mean, just in general, I think most people have a lot of love for animals in general. Uh, but I, I had two dogs and, and I never went and got a cat myself. Um, it was just kind of an adopted thing because my, my girlfriend really loves cats. So I was just like, okay, but I don't, I don't hate the cat. So we'll, um, I love the cat, little cat. She's, she's a really good cat. And I actually am really excited for her to get out here. Um, but I will always, always have love for my dogs. Rest in, rest in heaven. All dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I actually pulled that out the other uh, but day. What about you? Uh, I pulled that movie out <laughs> the other day for my, for my kids. Man, it was, That's a good I think one. it's That's Danny DeVito's in that, isn't he? Like, I think, I don't remember. It was like, <sighs> It's been years. Oh, you know who it was? It was um, that stuck out to me. It was uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is in oh, All Dogs really? Go to Heaven. He's the he's the main guy. I had no idea. We we watched part of it, and the girls were like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. I just remember <laughs> this movie. Like, That's let's see what funny. happens." That's so, funny. Yeah, Burt Reynolds. Did you have, I think did it's you, Burt did Reynolds. Did you have a VHS cassette? No, it was on. <laughs> Do you like, have a VH, was it a cassette tape? It was on one of those one of the streaming. You're finding all kinds of gold uh. on all the streaming stuff. If you if you can remember the name of the movie when you were a kid, and you search for it, it's gonna be on Netflix or Apple or Amazon Prime or Disney Plus. You're gonna find it somewhere. Yeah, you know. So what about you, dog or cat? Oh, easy dog. I mean, dog. Yeah, are your girls right now at the age of asking for a pet? Oh yeah, my girls have so much pressure. <laughs> on us for and in fact a neighbor of ours got a puppy and so that's staved off some oh. of it because we we've puppy sat and we're close with that those neighbors so um you know we we kind of my girls get to live vicariously through their puppy but i've i was adamant we had a bulldog an old english bulldog uh who, who's he's you know the old english are a little bit taller a little longer stouts to kind of deal with some of the problems that the the english bulldog generally have and that was our first baby. We had we had him before we had any kids. And his name was Hamilton. And he was named after literally a, a craft beer bar in San Diego that we used to go to all the time called Hamilton's. And that we see people with their dogs in there all the time. And we're like, someday we want to have bring our dog. And so it's kind of this, you know, moment when we brought Hamilton to Hamilton's to have beer. And, you know, it was a big deal. But he passed uh, about mm, a year and a half ago. And, uh, and we have obviously three kids, uh, you know, one of them is two going to turn three in February. So we, we looked at ourselves and said, like, I don't think we can support another living, another thing that needs us right now. (laughs) This doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, another thing that we're responsible for their life, just, I don't, not right now. Uh, and so we held off and we've held off. But I, I was adamant for like four or five months, like, let's go get the dog. Let's go get the dog. Let's go get the dog. And my wife was like, no, I'm not ready. No, we're not ready. No, we're not ready. So then I just shut up. I was like, you know what? I'm going to say anything from here on out. And just recently, actually, we had this conversation the other night. I was like, you know, 
you keep bringing up dogs. <laughs> I haven't said anything. And you keep bringing up dogs and you keep bringing up this and that and the other thing and wanting to dog sit. I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm just observing. I'm not making a statement. I'm, there's no value judgment. It's just, I'm observing you saying these things. So I would imagine, you know, I think she wants another bulldog. For me, I would love that. Um, I also love, I grew up with, uh, you know, uh, Queensland Healer, Australian Shepherds. Um, I love those dogs because they're they're so smart and full of energy. Uh, I think my wife grew up with Labs, and you know I'd I'd be okay with a Lab too. But I think we'll probably end up back with an old English Bulldog because they're just. I always joke about old English Bulldogs and dogs in general, but especially that breed. That if you need a little bit of levity in your life, like you just you just need to laugh every once in a while then that's the breed for you because it doesn't matter what they do. It's funny. Like if they're sleeping, it's funny. If they're eating, it's funny. If you know, it doesn't, if they're walking, it's funny. I mean, they can just be doing normal things that they're not trying to be funny or cute or anything like that. It's just funny to watch those animals. and like, They make you laugh. So yeah, I have to throw a pound here. Like I love all the dog breeds except Chihuahua. Chihuahuas. Why? Okay. Why not Chihuahuas? <laughs> No offense, but they look they look like little devils. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in your boat. I, I don't like the little yappy dogs. Yeah, the little yappy dogs, me too. Like it because they have this like a uh, little dog syndrome where they they are the little dog and they think they're, you know, the the strongest one. And it's always funny to see the yappy dogs and then you know, an actual dog, we'll just call them that. A real, a real dog turns and looks at them and like just makes a move and they go running, you know, running for their lives. So my mom had a Pomeranian and I just yappy, 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 whiny. And my, my aunt always had, you know, teacup poodles, yappy, yappy. And it's like, nope, I can't deal with the, the loud, needy, yappy, small dogs. My uh, my sister actually has some chihuahuas, and they they are annoying little dogs. They they'll just as soon as you walk in, they're, <laughs> and then they'll come and like bite your ankles, and it's like it doesn't hurt. It's just annoying. It's like get away from me. <laughs> they just don't like you, Nick. That's, that's what they're saying. It's, it's I know, not... <laughs> right? That's something about me they don't like. I get out. <laughs> the long hair they don't like. They're jealous. So you also we, uh, coming out of that are married. So. Right. Married, no kids, but furry for what do they call them fur fur pets or fur fur furry kids, creatures. fur kids. I don't remember. There's a whole thing for that. Um, once you have real kids, you lose all the memory of things that are cool. We're like, <laughs> you're just like. I mean, my life is basically it's no longer Frozen. Frozen's not not in in vogue right now. Uh, it's is is that the what's it called? There's this. Uh, Magic House thing, the um was was on last year. Do you remember the Mexico Magic House? No movie. No, no, I don't. Oh, oh, oh I, that Encanto, in, in Encanto. Oh yeah, Encanto. Yeah, yeah. Encanto. Yeah, no. Yeah. R- luckily, right now it's you know Halloween ish, and so it's it's all about Jack Skellington and the Nightmare Before Christmas, which is an awesome movie. And I'm loving that, but it's also about. Uh, have you have you guys heard of Kid Bops or Kid Bop? Probably not. 
I want to say that yeah. I have, but I'm not 100%. My sister has five kids, so I've, that's the only, like, way I've stayed any bit in touch of, like, what is kind of going on is because I'll just see the new toy of the week or the new movie of the week. And, yeah, so, but I, I want to say maybe, but I'm, I'm not. Yeah, so the, sure. the premise of this, I guess in some ways it's good. In some ways it's not. I don't know. I, I'm in the middle. But it's uh, to take kind of pop hits and then they clean them up and, you know, kids sing them. So it's the same song, but cleaned up for for kids to enjoy. So, you know, you get, you know, some kid rock in kids bop. <laughs> You know, that like isn't it's kids it's a kid rock song but it's 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 g-rated for kids so i mean i'm not a huge fan of pop music in general you know the poppy whatever stuff but that's kind of what it is right now so we're we're uh we're down the alicia keys and uh man i could you know i couldn't even tell you all the pop music that i get to listen to on a daily basis now that the girls just go nuts for so anyway enough about me music is another good question there shang face so you know what what uh what what are you into in terms of your music are you a metallica guy or a kenny g guy <laughs> those are not the only two options by the way <laughs> <laughs> what kind of guy are you jay <laughs> all the way <laughs> please erase that daniel i don't want that ever to bolton, go out into the world bolton, no way no bolton's way. greatest hits michael bolton's oh, greatest michael hits. bolton oh i'm more like um, a mixture of um my chemical romance if you know the band and cross with some hip-hop like eminem kendrick lamar kind of guy Okay. Yeah, you have a you have okay, okay. a pet named Lamar. So that was a probably telling. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Telling statement there. So yeah, that's good. Um, what about food? What lights you up about? Or do you cook? Uh, do you do you eat out? Um, you know what? If you're going for a special meal, are you going for that steak and potatoes, or are you going you know somewhere adventurous? What what's kind of your your take on food? So my my take on food is probably on definitely on the adventurous side. I like uh, I like a lot of Asian food, like not only Chinese, like that's my home food. But uh, I like Thai, I like Korean, um, like some nice barbecue as well. Like not only the the Texas barbecue is great, like I love it, and also some. Asian stews, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, probably Nick knows, like, this is pretty popular in, in uh, Malaysia or Thailand, I think. Yeah, like the skewers, the... Yeah, no. Yeah, like a, like a satay, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. Uh, I've been loving the food. I do miss Texas barbecue like no other, though. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Um, but no, it is, the being out here is is kind of opened up my more adventurous side just because it's kind of, you know, a lot of restaurants to go to back in Texas, obviously, but I always kind of had my go-tos in here. I am slowly finding my go-tos, but it's just like, all right, let's just try this. And um, last weekend we were actually out on the island and Penang Island, a lot of little hawker centers and just amazing, amazing food. And it was just like, okay, let me try that. And 
Um, it's crazy because it's something that I, I wouldn't even think I would be into. And then you just try a couple bites and you're like, holy cow, this is, where has this been my whole life? <laughs> you know? yeah. um, but, and it, that's actually a really cool thing about out here is it's such a, a mixture of Chinese food, Thai food. Um, you know, there, there's the Malaysian food, there's the, uh, Indian food. It's just, it's, it's such a mixture of all this different stuff. And, and, um, I feel like it's like a never ending, just choice of what is new to try today. That, that's what I brought to say. Like Malaysia is such a, you know, diverse country. It has touched cuisine wise. It has touched from every single country. Like it has the Indian touch. It has the, you know, East Asia touch has some European impact, so everything. So usually these countries, they have the best food. I have, this, I have the similar vibe for, for Turkish food because it has the, both the Mid-Eastern and the Europe touch, and it just made amazing food there. Yeah, no, it's definitely truly a melting pot. Yeah, it is. Sorry. Yeah. If you could plan your, <laughs> your ideal post-dive meal, you know, you just got done with a big day of diving, or a week of diving, what's going to be that meal to celebrate that? Well, it depends on if I want to go fast or, or slow. If I want to go fast, I'll get an In-N-Out. In-N-Out, yes. 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 If I want to, Daniel's going to hate that. Here you go. But I, I know the Texans, all the, all the Texans are hating this now. They probably are <laughs> shutting off the podcast. But, uh, um, but if I want to go slow, I will go for a decent Korean barbecue. Oh, decent curry and nice. bar- Korean barbecue. Korean barbecue. Uh, so, do you go to uh, 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 H Mart? Do you go to? There's a couple spots. There's H Mart, and then there's uh, the place that's next to to Dive World over there. Or I don't even know if that place is still there. Never mind. Charmed. They they open a very decent Korean barbecue place next to H Mart, which you should totally try it. Is that the new one? I'm flying the new back one that just tomorrow. opened. Yeah, the is that one. the barbecue place? Right, the, the honey pig. Honey pig, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm hopping on a plane tomorrow. I need to get back there and try it. <laughs> I have literally run into Shang Fei at H Mart. We'll just put it that way. No, unplanned. <laughs> so we'll just put it that way that yes, he he know he knows what's up uh when it comes to the food. That's where the uh the dive table kind of originated. We had our very first meetings at H Mart. It was good times, good times. And we launched it at H Mart. Yes, we did. We did. Right. H Mart, you want to sponsor you, the show? You, we'd be happy to <laughs> talk you, about H-Mart. you in every episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all we all we ask for is a hundred dollar credit to the food court every day. That's Daily. all. That's all. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a, so there's a uh, indie singer. Uh, her name is Japanese Breakfast. I'm not sure if you have ever heard about her. She's actually coming to ACL, and so she's half American, half Korean, and she had a book about, you know, her life journey about being raised in the U.S. by, you know, the one side of parent from Korea and one side from America. So the, the book's name is called Crying H-Mart. H-Mart. Yeah. <laughs> and, and literally the H-Mart is using that as a marketing thing that they, they they put that book into hmart just to say hey this is an hmart oh, wow. so that, that's how good hmart is but, but that's a that's a great book funny about that book my mother-in-law who is um i think <laughs> mostly german 
you know, no, no Asian blood. So three of us all have Asian blood. So very, very American white. My, my mother-in-law, we'll put it that way, uh, which is not a bad thing. I'm just kind of giving the context here. I went to, um, over the summer, we went and, and hung out with them for, you know, a month or so in, in San Diego with the kids. And she had read that book and she was like, uh, Hey, I know I've heard you mention H Mart before. I just read this book called Crying in H Mart. Um, and she was asking me about H Mart and I'm like, well, let's go. So I took my, uh, my in-laws and my kids and I took them to a San Diego H Mart. There's two of them. The one we went to did not have a food court. It had like a, like, I don't know what you would call it. It's not a food court, but like, kind of like 99 Ranch Market where it has a food area that's hot food that you can get, but it's not like what we have in Austin, which is awesome. And I, and anyways, and then we went shopping and I'm like, look, the rule is you just have to put things in the cart that you have no idea what it is. And we, we try it when we get home. Like that's the way it <laughs> works. Like, I like it. So I like anyway, it. random story on that book that you bring it up that she had read it, which piqued her interest in H Mart. So I took them all to H Mart. And we had a, a meal and, and a shopping quest. And, um, you, you know, her favorite thing, I, this is so funny, um, you know, and uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, uh, my mother-in-law, I love you. Uh, but her favorite thing she got there was Hello Kitty toilet paper. She was just obsessed with that <laughs> for the girls. So she's like, look, it's Hello Kitty toilet paper. Like, you got to get that for the girls. Like, they'll love it. And I'm just like, yeah, it's so funny. So anyways, we all went to H-Mart based on that book. Hello Kitty is uh it's a it's a thing even out I mean obviously out here but yeah it's uh it's quite the the fad for sure. Oh that's a big thing in Asia especially in Japan. They have they have all, all these Hello Kitty themed cafes and uh you know it's kind of like uh, Marvel yeah. <laughs> in the US I guess. You know what I've noticed too is uh do you know what Squishmallows are? Do you guys know oh, those yeah. like they're like oh, yeah. pillows? And I swear right. everybody has them in the back of their car here. And, and I'm like, I don't even know if they have kids, but everybody, there's just like stuffed with Squishmallows, like Disney characters, Hello Kitty, just all these weird little things. And I'm like, I'm like, I feel like we need to get one because we just bought a car out here. I'm like, I feel like we need to get one and just throw it back there. Just yeah. See, that, that's one. how it continues too. You have no, no reason, no rhyme other than. <laughs> Well, everyone else is doing it, so everyone's doing it. I want to fit in. So, yeah. so all right. Next question from from me, because um, I, I was just kind of thinking of. Well, I just started a new one. Um, TV shows. Are you into TV shows? Are you a Netflix, a Hulu? Uh, are you have any TV shows that you're currently watching? Favorite TV shows? Anything like that? Uh we pretty much sign up for every single TV show on the world. I guess like we have, we have, we have HBO, we have Netflix, we have YouTube TV, we have uh, Disney. Everything. What's the current but TV show? What the current TV show is House of Dragon. If you oh. have watched it, it's basically the Game of Thrones, the the, the same book, but about prior chapter. How is it so the, far? I've heard mixed um, reviews. It's getting better. It's honestly getting better because, like, I, I read a book. It's 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 pretty. It's following the, the same timeline or a storyline as the book, so it's going good. But people people have high expectation about you know the actors, like if they should match because you in, in books like you know the main character should be like stunning, beautiful. But like you know, of course, like it's gonna be a bit 
people will like it or not. Yeah. But it, for me, like, it's going great. The other great TV show, if none of you have ever watched, is the British Bake Off. British Bake Off. <laughs> That's just. Uh, I have awesome. not seen that one. I, I've, I've heard of it. I have not seen that one. And the uh, House of Dragons. I'm probably going to get some some haters right now, but uh, I actually never watched Game of Thrones, so I don't oh, know much shocking. about the world. I know it's weird because <laughs> uh, I remember. I was backpacking out here in 2019, 2018. Um, Game of Thrones was was in. I mean, it was like the number one thing in the world. And I would meet people and, and they were just like, I can't hear any spoilers. And then they would like, you know, go off to their own little hostel bed and just get their computer out. And they're like, I need to watch the newest episode. And I was just so blown away on like the, the impact this show had. Um, and I, I remember hearing mixed reviews about the ending of that. People were either furious or they loved it. I mean, but that's the ending of every TV, good TV show, right? Like people either love it or hate it. Um, so don't hate me too much. I haven't seen Game of uh, Thrones or the new one. Um, what about you, Jay? Any, any TV shows? Well, I was going to say in Nick's defense, this is him channeling his his spirit animal the the turtle so and the, he'll get there if you're if you're hating on him on game of thrones it's just the turtle it just takes a while to get there so uh eventually he's gonna watch an episode or two and then you know be for me i was this, i resisted game of thrones at first the first i don't know how many seasons because yeah everyone was all a buzz about it and i'm like i don't know i have this natural aversion to things that everybody likes everybody I don't wants like. to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> i want to do something different Long story short, my wife got um, in our when we were she was pregnant with our first daughter. She, uh, you know, was assigned bed rest, which meant like don't get up, you gotta stay in bed for the last you know month or two. I don't remember exactly how long it was. My wife, if you know her, that is a death sentence. She, you know, she wants to be out and doing things and. You know, she's just active. So sitting in bed all day for me, it was like, oh, bed rest, sure. Like that sounds great. <laughs> like let's do it. Like Hello. and it's a medical Hello, thing, friend. right? Like, <laughs> for her, it was like, you know, no way. I was like, better if if you do bed rest plus scuba, that would be a perfect, you know, diagnosis or or treatment. Um, so I was trying to invent ways for her to at least want to stay in bed. Um, and she's not a big TV watcher, or, you know, all that stuff either. So I put on the first couple of Game of Thrones. They're like, oh, let's just give it a try. You know, we could sit and watch this together. And we were just like, down the rabbit hole. Uh, you know, the, it was like, it's <laughs> oh, just so heard, good. So. I've heard. Yeah, it was um, really good. So I have not seen Game of Thrones. So the, the show that I am currently watching is, uh, I don't know if you saw the 13 Lives, the Ron Howard movie about the, the Thai rescue. Uh, but Netflix just came out with basically like a six episode uh, TV show about that, and it's it's different because it like focuses. I'm I'm on episode three right now, but it focuses more on what the the kids went through as opposed to the actual rescue. Um, and I don't know how much of it's true, but uh, it's kind of cool because it's it's a Thai based TV show. So it was made in Thailand, Thai actors and all that stuff. So um, it's it's interesting. Have, have you seen a meme about? Have you seen a meme about it? Because the, the 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 funny thing is, I, I watched the first one ever 
came out, which is a documentary by Disney. Yes, good, great the, documentary. The Rescues. Great documentary. And, and there's a this right now a meme that all you know these movie or TV show manufacturers they they're kind of treating the 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 tire rescue case as a milking cow. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> just everyone's trying to squeeze a bit from it to make a movie or. I think there are three or four out there right now. Yeah, the uh, the Ron Howard movie I thought was very well put together. I, I actually really enjoyed that one. Um, and then the the Thai the the Thai one came out, and I kind of forgot about it. I mean, it hasn't been that long, maybe like a month or something. But I just recently started watching it, and it's a, you know it's an interesting story. Um, it's it's you know a miracle story of of anything. It's crazy the events, how everything turned out. Uh, so it's just kind of exciting to watch and then they actually came out with another documentary but yeah there, there's quite a few i want to say i've seen about four or maybe five um but the the disney one i remember watching that one just kind of being blown away on the actual story because i didn't know the whole story i just kind of remember the news clips and everything but actually hearing like oh no they they basically drugged these kids dragged them underwater and took them on a four-hour dive, you know, is is pretty wild to think about it in, in any aspect. But And then I also always get into my... I really get into cheesy, like, cop shows for some reason. I It's, it's just like a, a vice of mine, um, like CSI or just things like that. I don't know why I get sucked into those shows, but... Um, Chips. But yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I just I just watched that movie not too long ago, the remake. Oh, that was a good series. Well, good. Well, maybe let's wrap up Shang Fei with with um, one more question, which is, what are you looking forward to in your diving in the next three months, six months, three years? Where are you headed with scuba? Well, I think my nearest. Uh, excitement is the DPV diving because uh, uh, we, we found some local spots in which it is only reachable by DPV because it's a very hard water entry access. So uh, having a DPV definitely going to f- be fun like just to, to play with. And a bit further, I have actually have a new trip scheduled in February. I'm going back to... Uh, Mexico for intro to cave course with the same instructor I, I just worked with for my cabin course. So that that's the most exciting thing. And then three years from now, where do you where do you see yourself as a as a diver? Maybe in the caves. I think probably in the caves. Yeah, I'm not trying to set a the definition. I'm just, for for my dive. So I, I know like people people. Some people prefer that, like they want to, you know, label themselves as a, you know, a cave diver or wreck diver or specific interests. I feel like I, I still have many things. I'm very new to diving and many things to explore. So, but right now, I feel like I'm. I have. I've been charmed by Mexican caves. That's what I want to do right now. If you have seen these cenotes, it's, it's just unforget. It, it, you just couldn't forget it. It, it's, it's just beyond your dream. Awesome. Well, any last words, Shang Fei? You wanna you wanna plop out to the uh, to the world out there to the scubaverse? Any any plugs? Anything that you wanna you wanna close on here? Well, I think I think the the 
the, the closing call will just be um, come to dive with, with us if you're a Texan diver. Uh, we are here Tuesday night and just have some fun. Yeah, and I think uh, I think for sure when we kind of figure out our you know winter stuff, if you've got a dry suit or you're thinking about that dry suit, we dive year-round. So if you're thinking about getting a dry suit, now is the time to start putting that order in before the water cools down. I was also thinking we could do, um, we tried to do a spring lake Tuesday thing as well, but it won't, we can't go that late. So we'll have to figure that out because then it's warm water, but we'll be diving throughout the winter until it's, you know, I mean, it's never totally unbearable. I mean, Nick, you and I are out there freezing our butts off on the surface. We couldn't wait to get in the water warmed up just fine, you know? So we're, we'll dive it year round. So that's awesome. Little plug Tuesday night dives, and then we'll figure out what the winter iteration of that is but i'm imagining it's going to be exactly the same as the summer it's just you probably want a dry suit or you know um just because it does the water does get cold enough that you need one here i think yeah just just make sure your neck seal is tight enough yeah <laughs> and make sure your neck seal is tight that's right well shang fei we really appreciate you being the inaugural guest on our humans of scuba and uh i've enjoyed getting to know you just off of the podcast and I think we've become good friends and uh, and just enjoy you and your company and your spirit that you bring to things. But I'm um, really appreciative of you coming on and sharing with, you know, the rest of the Scubaverse out there, your story, you know, what kind of diving you're into, what, you know, dogs or cats, all these kind of fun things um, and getting to know you. And I hope that people uh, get to know you more because I think you're an amazing person. So thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Nick, any parting thoughts? No, no. I think he kind of sums it up. And um, if anything, uh, another big, big thank you for everything that you do because you're a huge supporter of the show. Um, I always joke around and call you the, the fourth member. Well, you technically the third member. I don't really know what Daniel does. Um, no, I'm just kidding, Daniel. Love you. Uh, but no, really, really appreciate uh, everything that you do. And, and definitely if you're in the Texas area, um, look, you know, look them up Tuesdays, head out there for those dives and, um, you know, get, get to know the real Shang Fei. And, uh, you know, you can see Jay out there and there's, there's always a good core group of people out there. And I really appreciate you keeping that going. Uh, I promise, uh, I, am ready to book my ticket back there just for that Tuesday night dive. I'm going to fly in Tuesday night dive, wait my 24 hours and then fly out, uh, one of these days. So. <laughs> and eat like seven pounds of barbecue in the in the intro. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> but no, it's a pleasure. Thank you for uh, helping us kick off the Humans of Scuba. And uh, yeah, with that, we're really excited about this series. And I think Nick, we we should keep this going for sure. And we'll get some other guests. So if you're interested in becoming um, or coming on the show as a how how almost as the house of scuba as a humans of scuba house of scuba is i think is website isn't it I, you know you get stuck on too many yeah you you create a family uh there will be a simon family backmon double family that's right family. that's right and in, in the basement is where we keep the split fin guys. No, I'm just kidding, Nick. Sorry, pick on your split fin skin. Um, no, so if you are interested out there in the Scubaverse in coming on and telling your story on a Humans of Scuba episode, reach out. 
We'd love to hear from you. We want to hear your story. Again, the goal of these is just everyday, uh, you know, divers to, to get to know people that are as obsessed with this. I don't, I don't think you call it a sport, this hobby activity um, with scuba as you are. So a big thank you again to Shang Fei for coming on. And if you're out there, you want to learn more, you can go to www.thedivetable.com and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you get notified when new episodes drop. And if you're so kind to leave us a review, it seems that it, uh, it helps us the best when you leave that on Apple, uh, but feel free to leave that wherever you listen to podcasts. So as always, thanks for joining us today at The Dive Table, and we hope to have you back on the next episode of The Dive Table.